You're listening to the Chancellor Pink Podcast on Chancellor Pink Radio. I'm a little miffed tonight. I had to turn off Bill Maher yet again. Don't know that I'm ever putting him back on. Um, His shows have been really hard to take since he's been at home. Uh, His monologues aren't funny. They never really were, but... At least a live audience made you feel like there was some laughter going on, even if it was forced. But now with the literally canned laughter and the silly shots of the audience pretending to laugh, the old folks in the audience and so forth, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's, I don't know what he's trying to get at with that other than his ego needs a laughing crowd. He can't deliver a monologue and be funny without laughter making it seem funnier than it is. I think it shows a tremendous insecurity in his comedic abilities, which are really lacking. I mean, um, and then he goes on and does these terrible video interviews, which, you know, interviewing one-on-one is not his strength. It's never been his strength. The opening segment, if it's ever interesting, when he interviews someone one-on-one, it's only because of the guest. It's never because of anything he does in the interview, where once again, his ego is always front and center. But Tonight, you know, he had he had uh, Seth MacFarlane on a couple weeks ago, and they were both confidently laughing about how this virus isn't deadly, and agreeing that you know, thank God, it's not a, actually a deadly virus, or it would be way worse. And tonight, he had uh, Fareed Zakaria on, and he was talking about a couple studies that completely don't qualify as scientific evidence. One was in Germany, another one was in some country like Saskatchewan or something. Where they like took a small village and tested everybody, <laughs> and uh, you know that in both of those little samplings, which have nothing to do with reality, uh, the, the death rate was you know point five seven. Well, I have news for you, Fareed, and anyone else who thinks it's lower than the you know the flu or at the flu level, it's not. Okay, it's more contagious. It's more deadly. I mean, here in Pennsylvania. It's 2.8. And internationally, the Johns Hopkins numbers continue to rise. Currently, they're 6.47. Now, I know that people that are smarter than me about statistics will say that the mass amount of people tested can be extrapolated out to, you know, the full population of people who have it somehow. But if that were really true, then they know a lot of things they don't know now. I don't think they know who has it and who doesn't. This is a highly contagious disease, but we've also done a wonderful job worldwide, really, when you think of it. I mean, when is the last time, I'll give you a hint, it hasn't been in 100 years that you've seen the world do something like this. So to act like you can tell who has this worldwide beyond the numbers that show who we've tested who has it, I don't know. I think the most genius statisticians still can't logically, intelligently, accurately predict how many people actually have this or have had it, especially since it's asymptomatic. Sure, that would seem to indicate the numbers are even larger, people who have it and don't know it. But I just don't think there's a good way to, to get the number of people who have it to, a, to a, a realistic amount. Nor is the death number something that we're certain about. They keep discovering like hordes of bodies stacked up in buildings everywhere in old folks' homes that they're hiding and not telling about in fucking United States. So we just had 12 deaths tacked on here in Allegheny County where I live to our total, taking it from like 25 to 37 just in a blink of an eye because, I don't know, they said something about, they made some lie up. I mean, obviously, they discovered a bunch of bodies that nobody had told them about. 
that died in some home somewhere. I mean, obviously. But the point is this. The death numbers may not be accurate. Uh, I, I would have normally submitted they have to be accurate because if you die of this virus, you're going to know. But maybe not. Maybe people, people have died of other things or they, they've died of the virus, but people think they've died of other things or, or maybe we haven't found all the bodies yet. Uh, and as far as who has the virus, that number, obviously it's higher than we know. Obviously the amount that have tested positive for the virus is, is a lower number. However, we've been saying that for a month now. And back at the beginning, when, they, when Johns Hopkins kept, was tabulating, and they're still tabulating all these numbers, they're people who have tested positive for the virus number and their death number showed a 3.4% mortality rate. And everyone agreed with that. And everybody nationally said, oh, it's showing 3.4. Trump even said it. So people were actually crediting the numbers that Johns Hopkins was providing. Flash forward a month, their numbers they're providing now show a 6.47 percentage of mortality rate. And it, it keeps going up. The reason it's almost doubled in a month is because it's steadily climbed from 3.4 to 3.6, to 4.1, to 4.5, and now it's 6.7. This, this is, or 6.4.7, I guess. This is, this is what's been happening. It's a consistent pattern. So while I've been waiting and predicted weeks ago that the number would be coming down because more testing would occur, and especially, I assumed, once the virus got its ass over to the United States, the amount of people who tested for the virus, positive for the virus, would skyrocket because, well, we get it, but also we have the testing and we're, we're a very good, you know, country in terms of medicine. We're on top of our shit. And so we would have very, very accurate numbers, I assumed, in terms of who had it and certainly who died from it would be accurate. And that would help balance out maybe some of the shitty countries elsewhere in the world who did a bad job of calculating that, I thought. But just the opposite has happened. As the virus has shipped over to our country, the international death rate is skyrocketing. Now, I don't believe it's that high in the United States. I think it's 3.6 or something like that. I haven't done the math on the United States numbers in, a, in about a week, and I don't remember what they are. They're not that international number. But the point is, as we have jacked up the number by what's happening here, so has the world continued to jack up that number. And I just don't understand how a month ago, Trump and everyone else was acknowledging the Johns Hopkins numbers of who has tested positive and who has died as being a valid indicator of the mortality rate of this virus. But now that we're a month later and that number's almost, number's almost doubled, nobody's mentioning it. Nobody's talking about it. And instead you get people like Fareed Zakari showing up on Bill Maher's show saying, there was a study in Germany of a little village that showed 0.5%. So let's, you know, this is not a bad virus. And Marge just is saying, yeah, yeah, I could just assume get it tomorrow. Let's go. And, you know, I don't understand. We make fun of Dr. Phil 
and Dr. Oz, or whatever his name is, for trying to compare a virus to car crashes and swimming pool deaths. And Bill Maher gets on his show, and he compares it to deaths by obesity? Okay, as you know, Chris Hayes said on his show tonight, none of those other things are contagious. You're not going to catch obesity by somebody, standing next to somebody. I mean, obviously, if something can kill and you can get this thing that kills you just by having a chat with someone at work or, you know, on the bus or at a restaurant sitting near someone, then you got to think about that. Don't compare this to obesity. Hey, Bill, you could catch it at your nearest health store or off your pot dealer who's perfectly healthy. He gives it to you and Bill. You could be part of the 0.5% that Free was talking about who dies from it. Or guess what? You could be part of the Johns Hopkins 6.47%. Ah, a little bit, a little bit more fright, frightened now, Bill, maybe a little bit. Just from buying weed off a perfectly healthy guy who happens to have it but doesn't know it, and you get it. Look, these people need to STFU because we don't know just how deadly this is yet. What we do know is how contagious it is. We know, and Dr. Fauci has said multiple times, and everyone on the World Health Organization, even though they're a bunch of buffoons who don't deserve our money, we know that this is one of the most contagious viruses any of these experts and disease have ever seen. So we know that. We know that even with everything shut down, the cases keep growing. The number of cases is dipping, but they're still increasing. Where are people getting this damn thing? Isn't everybody home? What, are they getting it from, you know, thinking about it? <laughs> is it a virus that catches on from thought process? Is it? I mean, we know that it's contagious. What we don't know is how deadly it is yet. What we do know on that is the numbers of reported cases, tested positive cases, in comparison to the number of reported deaths, shows a steady increase in the percentage mortality rate. And what we know is that the United States' current reported mortality rate is way higher than any flu. Way more deadly. So what we know are numbers that say this thing's super deadly. Really, in comparison to diseases, we know for a fact it's super contagious. And the only numbers we know right now keep indicating it's pretty damn deadly. It's not Ebola deadly, 50% deadly. But when it comes to flu-like respiratory diseases, it's, it's super deadly. It's, it tops the charts still right now for those types of diseases. So I don't understand all the talk about it not being deadly. And I'll close on this because I didn't want to make a big podcast out of this. I just can't believe that even those that are not deniers, even those that accept the the fact that we need to be, you know, sheltering in place, they're still don't, they, they're afraid we're overreacting. And they want to get back out there 
and they think they're not doing it or people that are afraid to do it are overreacting. And what I want to say to them, Bill Maher, Fareed Zakari, Seth MacFarlane, any other fucking Jojo Bean, Dr. Phil or whoever else, I want to say, show me your data. Show me your studies and your information and your data that indicates what the mortality rate is on this. Because all I'm seeing is all the experts talk about how contagious it is. And I'm seeing an increasing mortality rate steadily over the last month. And what I'm seeing, and this is what I wanted to close on, is reports from doctors and nurses in the hospitals seeing patients who have gotten this. And they have consistently, consistently reported two different types of things that are very worrisome. One is people seem to get be getting better and improving on this virus when they're sick with this virus, and they suddenly take a turn for the worse and die. That kind of erratic, unpredictable downshift in your health is worrisome. And number two is, because it is a contagious virus, they're having to hold the hands of and see through the end people that must die alone without their loved ones there because of the highly contagious nature of this and the fact that we don't yet know how deadly it is. And as long as we're having thousands of Americans die alone like this in such a terrifying way with a disease that erratically shifts people from seemingly improving to suddenly on a ventilator and then dead. I think it's a scary thing. And I don't know about you, but I've seen testimonials and videos and interviews of many of these healthcare providers who have actually been through this disease with the people who've had it. And they say they don't know what they're dealing with. They say it's very hard for them because of the sheer number of people that they've seen come in and then die on them, how sudden it can take people, and how they don't know how to help them. They have no treatment other than a ventilator that has been useful. And of course, now there's concern that the ventilator is actually not as useful because there's some indication that this is a virus that if you help people learn to use their lungs more and fight back by strengthening their lungs, it can help them fight off the disease. If you put them on relying on a ventilator, it allows the lungs to just weaken and have the virus take over. So it's almost like a death sentence. So the one thing they've been turning to to try to help these people could be helping them die even sooner or maybe die in the first place. They don't have a way to save them from this highly contagious disease and the people die alone. And for my money, when the only thing I can see and study and learn and know and read are numbers from Johns Hopkins, an extremely reputable institution who has been on top of this and, and, and compiling the stats from day one, when I see their numbers of the mortality rate continue to climb and I hear the testimonials of the medical providers regarding the manner in which 
people are dying from this disease and the helplessness they feel and the solitude in which these people are dying. Myself, I think only someone reasonable and logical and sane would be afraid to go out there unless and until we see a precipitous drop in the repeat cases, new cases. And also, I want a little bit more certainty from the medical community about how to treat this thing. I don't want to just go out in some environment with plexiglass or a mask. I want to have a little bit more than that at my disposal when I catch it, if I catch it. And just telling myself, well, I'm under 70, so I'll be fine, is a lie. And just telling myself, well, it's Fareed said there was a study in, you know, Nova Scotia of a little village of a couple uh, fishermen and a, and a baker that showed it was a 0.47 death rate. Uh, so I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah. That's not enough for me. I mean, I know people like Fareed and Bill and Seth MacFarlane are probably a little bit out of their element and they're, and they're more afraid than they're letting on. But I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown up who's not, I'm not even afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm staying home because it's the right thing to do. I have my job still. I'm able to work from home and I don't have financial worries. So I'm just doing what's sane and logical. And I, I just want my country to do the same thing. So it's not about fear for me. It's about I'm trying to read the numbers and understand what we're dealing with here. And I think people like Bill Maher and Fareed Zakari and Seth MacFarlane are doing every bit as much damage as Donald Trump and Dr. Phil. I think that, you know, poo-pooing the death rate of this thing when you don't know what it is yet and what we do know is increasing and it's pretty fucking bad, I think that's socially irresponsible. I think it's slightly reprehensible. And I think these people need to get a check on their own fears and their own arrogance or whatever it is that's driving that and put a stop to that shit and get a little bit more empathetic to the deaths that have, have occurred here and understand the nature of this thing and how it kills. And instead of saying, well, people die from the flu and people die from swimming pools and people die from obesity and people die from car crashes. I, mean, I think we need to talk about, you know, how contagious this is and how the death rate keeps climbing internationally and how we don't really know the death rate and how when it kills you, it's a horrible thing, this thing. And I think we need to talk more about, you know, not worrying if we look bad or if we lose some money or we need to worry less about how it looks or even how it feels in our pocketbooks and worry a little bit more about doing the right thing and listening to the science, and actually studying and learning the real numbers. Not a little study from a village in a fishing town in Germany or whatever. We need, we need to actually, you know, get more information. Now, I, I will note uh, that Freed said, you know, we need more testing to know this. He wasn't saying those studies, but he was believing those studies. And I think we're going to find out in the end 
that this is actually quite a deadly virus. That's my hunch. That's my belief from watching the numbers. And I don't want to be right, but I have a I have a feeling that the final numbers on COVID-19 are going to show this to be one of the more deadly viruses that's ever existed on the fucking planet. I believe that. And I I think that we're 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 in denial in America. We have by far the most cases and the most deaths in the world. And we just don't want to deal with it. We're trying to pretend like it's just another sickness. We're trying to pretend like it's just another way people die. We don't want to deal with the reality that this is potentially a, a really catastrophic thing that the only reason we're controlling it is because we're all staying home pretty good here. That's the only reason. And we have to be very, very sure of what we're doing and how we do it before we start all this cocky talk. And we don't need fuckos on HBO or Fox or any other the fucking president, you know, mouthing off with cocky talk. It's not hopeful. It's not pro-America. It's stupid. It's irresponsible. And it's probably going to lead to activities in this country that end up being catastrophic if we're not careful. Our arrogance... Our smarminess, like Bill Maher, the elements of our country that have all of the the worst in us, that we put on national TV, international TV for the world to see, you know, they could be the undoing of us as a nation if we're not careful. So I say, hey, turn off your fucking TV when Bill Maher's on. Don't watch him anymore. I'm not. I'm boycotting him because I don't respect anybody right now who doesn't respect the virus. Respect this virus. And if you hear someone disrespecting it, turn them to fuck off. I love you. Yabba da boop bop.